So I was at MCM Comic Con this this past weekend, James. It was great. Uh, It was very buzzy. There were loads of people there. It was a really great time. As you can tell, I have a cold. Oh, no. Uh, So you should have heard me a couple of days ago. I've never sounded sexier in my life. (laughs) Uh, But I, I was walking behind like a couple nerds and one of them turned to the other and he said, like, um, it's called Comic-Con, not Anime-Con, you know? Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, like, first of all, I tweeted this as I was like, okay, as if it hasn't always been like a weeb fest. <laughs> first of all. Second of all, anime never famously adapted from or to manga, someone else pointed out. And my point was like, Sir, we just walked past like a group of adults dressed as cats from the Andrew Lloyd Rubber musical Cats <laughs> who were like rolling around and like leg scissoring at the bottom of the stairs there. So like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is still like, mate, you're at, you're at Comic-Con. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like... You're at Comic Con. There's no high ground here. <laughs> <laughs> was that that was at um that was at the Excel Center in London, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah. the that's like the biggest space in which you're still probably gonna get an illness. Every I time, know, every yeah. time, every time I've been there, it's just yeah. How how is it how is it rammed? There's more space here than in Arkansas. Welcome, listener, to this season two episode. I'm going for 19. I should have looked this up before starting recording of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast. My name is Alice Bell. I'm the deputy editor of Rock Paper Shotgun. This is the only podcast you need. And I am joined by our lovely hardware editor, James. Hello. James Archer. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Bonjour. Ha <laughs> um, And no one else because we've been, I've been absent last week and now Nate is not here either. But that's okay. He'll be raging to have missed this week, and you'll find out why momentarily. How are you, James? Uh, I'm good. Um, I, I, I bear bad news. It's actually episode 18. Oh, no. Is it 18? It's 18. Oh, no. Oh, okay, no. listener, just pretend <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> we have misled <laughs> the listeners. But no, uh, no I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, uh, except I'm, a, I'm a, a bit sunburnt, by which you mean I'm heavily sunburnt. Uh, because oh, I was no. I was wandering around London yesterday, not outside, not wearing sunscreen, and um, intensely white. So uh, yeah, that was a bit, yeah. of, bit of a recipe for disaster. But uh, I had a very lovely day. Um, went out on a oh, that's good. Went out on a uh, little rowboat. Apparently, a little rowboat. A little rowboat. What, yeah. what have you been up to? <laughs> Were you dressed like? In a little straw boater, and did you look like Dick Van Dyke in Mary I, Poppins? I, I mean, if, if I had, a, I, I wish I had a straw boater because I'd be less less sunburned. No, it's just a <laughs> out, out out of uh, out of my girlfriend, and saw the boat, so I was just like, "Can we go on the boats?" <laughs> and we did on the condition that I rowed. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Can you row? <laughs> Are you a good rower? Uh, I I don't want to say I'm a good rower. I didn't crash the boat. Or sink it, um, and oh, one, I mean that's a good. At start, one right? point, I well, I, I guess I like gently nudged a tree that was hanging hanging over the bank. In- that's, that's interesting. That's okay. kind of like the close, closest I came to a crash, but otherwise, no, it, uh, it was <laughs> it was perfectly fine. It's, it, it's just like a small plastic boat. Um, oh, very good. I don't know. I don't know if I have the the coordination to be a rower in say. A competitive rowing team, or on an ancient Chinese junk, but uh, <laughs> two very different for things. the purpose for the purposes of nudging oneself around uh, Sir Regent's Park boating lake. Uh, I think I did a pretty pretty decent job. I can do a pedalo. That's about my limit. But um, 
very good. I'm the same with sunburn though. I find like I know that you should wear SPF every day. Mm. And sometimes I remember to. My moisturizer has an SPF in it, I think. But um I find like when it's summer, I just in my head because you know you sort of almost never need yeah yeah sun sun lotion in this country so i'm just like a normal day (laughs) (laughs) so then on the first really sunny day of the year i'll be wearing like a top that has some sort of stupid cut out or like is a slightly weird shape and then for the rest of the year i'll have that it's it stencils the pattern is your skin oh yes exactly yeah (laughs) that's what i get i just don't like feeling greasy uh, you know no, yeah, it doesn't absorb what? very well, does it? No, it's, I, 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 I'm faced with the choice of being greasy or being slightly in pain whenever I touch the top of my head. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think in most cases I'd rather go for the temporary head-touching pain. Really? I mean, long-term, that's not great, though, is it? Well, probably not, but then, you know... It, it's like you say, how how often is it actually sunny in the UK to the point of needing That's true. sunscreen? <laughs> We're going to get so many comments. Please, <laughs> please, wear, please wear sun lotion, everyone. Don't just burn your skin <laughs> like James does. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I should make, um, maybe I should post an apology for my unhealthy sunscreen habits yeah exactly do an apology post yeah because this week (laughs) oh no james you gave me such a good segue and i wanted to say uh thank you to the lovely listeners first of all um i'm not very good at self-promotion but some lovely listeners have have bought my book which is very kind of them and also big thanks to the lovely listeners who came and have got uh got it signed a couple of people got it signed. So thank you very much to Quiver and to Neve, who Neve was dressed as Harley Quinn at the oh, yeah. expo this weekend and looked amazing. It was so good. Which uh, which um, version of Harley Quinn? Uh, An Arkham, the Arkham one mm. where she has trousers. Oh, game related. The black, nice. black and red. Yeah. yeah, MCM, lovely. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, and I apologise, James, for <laughs> ruining your segue. <laughs> That's quite all right. Although, can I get that apology in the form of a tweet? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are talking about. We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings games more generally, but we're going to mostly talk about Lord of the Rings Gollum, um, which. Had a mare, I think it's mm. fair to say. Yeah. Uh, now, I might, I could sort of let you not take the lead, but you've actually played it. But let's start. I mean, so the Lord of the Rings Golem. Yeah. It when it was trailed, well, I think we were all sort of like, oh, cool, and then it got delayed, and then you know, I think Ed had a hands-on, and we we're a bit like, eh, it's probably going to be a bit rubbish. Um, and it came out and and just was uh bad yeah just bad fantastically bad game just a a bad game i sort of love when that happens still you know uh god bless him yeah i i i i guess but yeah (laughs) well i mean look we'll say up front obviously everyone who worked on it uh worked very hard and nobody wants to make a bad thing but i assume that they knew before it came like the the few days before the whole dev team must have been like, look, lads, this is this isn't gonna land well. Like we've not mm. you know, we've not made an A plus game. Cause the review mugger was like day and date, I think, with the release as well. So uh if you worked on Lord of the Rings Golem, I salute you. But um but also, yeah, you've accidentally made something quite bad, haven't you? Um and no one wants that. So uh the backlash was immediate and uh Meme heavy, I would say. <laughs> there was one screenshot in particular where Gollum is just, I'll link to it, but Gollum's like kind of crouched and one of the text prompts just says back. <laughs> Which is like an immediately good reaction 
to, I'm sorry to the listener, you might be able to hear my neighbour suddenly started drilling something intermittently, so I can't apologise enough uh, for that. But uh, yeah, if I was going to apologise, maybe I should do a really long tweet. Mm. Um, because they they put out, the, the game put out an apology in which they misspell accidentally the name of their game. But um, James, could you please read the apology issued by the Lord of the Rings Gollum game? Gollum voice encouraged, but not necessary. I know it would be difficult to keep it Gollum up with the voice. length of the okay. apologies. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to, though. Uh, oh, can I do a Gollum voice? Uh, so I'll tell you what, I'll wet the old windpipe. No, I'll, I'll have a crack at it. Hooray! <laughs> Dear players! That's terrible. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Uh, don't do it, don't do it. We, do we it. would like to sincerely apologise for the underwhelming experience many of you have had with the Lord of Ring, Gollum, <laughs> upon its release. We acknowledge and deeply regret that the game did not meet the expectations we set for ourselves or for our dedicated community. Please accept our sincere apologies for any disappointment this may have caused. Our goal as a studio, and as passionate the Lord of the Rings fans, has always been to tell a compelling and immersive story-driven adventure. Crafting a story with Middle-earth as our playground has been the greatest honour, and the biggest challenge, we have faced so far. At Daedalic, we understand that a game's success relies on the enjoyment and satisfaction of its players. We genuinely value your feedback, and have been actively listening to your voices, reading your comments, and analysing the constructive criticism and suggestions you have provided. Our development team has been working diligently to address the bugs and technical issues many of you experienced. We are committed to providing you with the patches that will allow you to enjoy the game to its fullest potential. Once again, we deeply apologise for any inconvenience caused, and we appreciate your understanding during this time. We will continue to keep you updated on our progress and provide transparent communication regarding the upcoming patches and improvements. Your passion and dedication as players have been the driving force behind our determination to make things right. Thank you for your support. Sincerely, Daedalic Entertainment. Now, uh, how do we this, feel this this c- compares to other apologies that we've seen? Um, it's a it's a decent apology, I think. Um, yeah, me too. You know, it doesn't. Mm, I think. I guess what I, I like about it is that it doesn't overpromise. Um, yeah. It's, it says like we'll we'll work on the bugs and the technical issues, of which there are many. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not. But like, we can't we can't make the, we can't make the game better. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, they'd have to, you know, redevelop huge chunks of it. Um, yeah, my uh, I think my favorite bit is that they're very kind about the comments they've been getting, like when they say. <laughs> uh, We've been actively listening to your voice, voices, reading your comments, and analysing the constructive criticism and suggestions you have provided. Um, I don't feel that all of the comments have been that constructive. <laughs> well, it only, yeah. only needs one or two for them to say that we've had constructive criticism. Yes, uh, that's true. We've had two pieces of constructive criticism. Um, now, you have played the game because you did some uh, yes. some testing on it. Uh, and actually, I find the uh, the title of your your article uh, quite funny. <laughs> no, thank you. There... Uh, DLSS three is Lord of the Rings Gollum's biggest and perhaps only success. <laughs> I mean, like, I I I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be um, like super great, amazing game, but it's just. <laughs> I, I said, like I said this last week on the podcast, like a lot of it just doesn't make sense, um, like to have Gollum as this like action adventure protagonist. Um, the 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 fantasy of playing Gollum is not that strong, I don't feel, and yeah, even even when you're in the moment, is it's just got like terrible controls and kind of bad yeah. presentation. Um, it's not. I couldn't really find anything to really like about it. Oh no, Gollum yeah. looks like he doesn't look like Gollum either. He looks like he's got a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, there's actually, looked... there's actually a setting for a um, more realistic Gollum hair. Is there? Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's, it's not called more realistic golem hair, although in hindsight that would have been. Maybe they could patch that in. A hair, a hair slider. That would be good. <laughs> well, because he looks like. Do you know when a weird? A, a, do you know when a baby's born and it weirdly has just loads of dark hair? Oh yeah. It looks like that to me. <laughs> he looks freshly born. Oh god. <laughs> like a freshly. <laughs> Uh, freshly well but he's like the size of a, a toddler you know it's very weird yeah um but like i i mean <laughs> i'm glad that it's got the dlss3 good though you know oh yeah that's that's, pre- that's um, pretty neat if you're one of like sub one percent of people who have a compatible graphics card <laughs> is there one of like four games or something? how many games have it uh 31 I think have it now. And Lord of the Rings Gollum is among them. Yeah, the elite core of DLS. Oh dear. Yeah, going back to going back to the apology, like how 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 does this rate to you know the other other great game developer apologies throughout the years? What what are some of our favorites? Because I obviously the the classic one. I say classic, but the cyberpunk, you know. Format. The cyberpunk which is like this y- yellow, yellow rectangle is iconic. Yeah, <laughs> like um, that. Partly because there have been like a yeah. few of them. What? Well, what are some of your favourites, James? Uh, so, uh, a couple of years ago, um, someone picked up in State of Decay Two um, that I think like open world zombie game. Um, yes. So you can you can create your, you can create a character and give them like one of I think many 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 different character traits um, you know RPG yes. RPG style and um, and indeed uh, we are in the game me and Matthew and Nate got some uh, some traits oh really uh, because Jeffrey Card one of the developers uh, listened to the Electronic Wireless show so thank you Jeffrey don't say anything too mean about the game James. okay well no, I, I I'll I'll state <laughs> I will state straight facts. Um, so someone, someone picked up that there's a trait called punched Nazis, um, Uh which upon, upon release, um, indicates if you have this trait, it indicates you are irritable towards other people, i.e. it's just people in general. Yeah, I guess. Um, i.e. like it's considered a bad thing to have punched Nazis. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's like that um, controversial to say that if anyone's going to get punched, it might as well be a Nazi. Um, I mean, yeah, right? The the, the 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 implication, regardless of intent, was that it was a bad thing to have punched Nazis. Um, yeah. And that yeah, was yeah, yeah. It, did, so they apologize for it. Uh, yeah, so the it, it was eventually like a patched to because it, it it was a bug in the end. Like it should have been a um I don't I don't remember what the actual effect should be, but it should have been like a positive effect. Um but yes, uh undead developers undead lads. Undead lads, sorry. <laughs> Un, undead undead, la- <laughs> undead labs, not undead lads, although I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what a right bunch of That's, right bunch of you've got to avoid the Nandos. <laughs> um, so those those undead lads are under labs uh, tweeted that uh, the punch Nazis trait was never intended to appear negative. It has always been an overall pol- positive trait. Um, here is a here is a story, and then there's many uh, many many tweets in that chain. I probably shouldn't explain all of them. Um, uh, well, there's definitely where it was. When the morale system arrived, it simplified our, our original nuanced concept of characters arguing for their beliefs into a basic negative morale effect, representing discord in the community. Oh, no. So today, this trait has a positive skill bonus and red text in the UI due to the likelihood of arguing. It's been that way for years, and we never realized how confusing that looks until tonight. Parenthesis: <laughs> It's not common, and we have over one thousand three hundred one thousand three hundred traits. So, they do. Yes, ultimately, um, they apologized for um, suggesting that Nazi punching was bad. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of, uh, I mean, good 
good for them, I suppose. It reminds me of um, the, do you remember there was sort of like, not a backlash, but like when the new Wolfenstein, one of the new Wolfenstein games came out, uh, when Bethesda was still just Bethesda, I think. And um, there was some backlash from like little alt-right chuds because like the Nazis are bad in it, you know, like they're oh, the yeah. <laughs> uh, And Bethesda's PR did it a really great job because they put out like you know i think it was like their head of comms uh guy it was like a video on twitter where he was being asked like you know questions and someone was like aren't you kind of kicking the hornet's nest and he said something like uh maybe but the hornet's nest is full of nazis and fuck those guys (laughs) (laughs) and it was so good as a piece of beer i was you know, yeah, breathtaking no. work. I think they, I think they worked so that into good. a trailer as well for one of the Wolfenstein games because there's a bit like oh. where on screen there's text that says "punch Nazis" and then the punch changes to like shoot and then to stab <laughs> and yeah. then to kick yeah. and then to mulch, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, <laughs> if you are like part of that team and you happen to be listening to this, exceptional work, <laughs> really great work, really great PR. Um. What other good kind of apologies have there been over the years? Because I suppose the cyberpunk ones weren't really that good. They were just like so frequent. Mm. <laughs> that was kind of the the memification of that. Yeah, I can't think I of any know. which were like um, entertaining in themselves. Yeah, it's always just like, sorry, we need a bit more time, isn't it? But that's why that's another reason why I think Gotham got some backlash because they had already done that and said sorry we need a bit more time to make this the best game it can be or whatever and uh you know and then it came out <laughs> and it maybe wasn't that um what are some lord of the Rings? are you are you a lord of the rings head uh no i'm not james i i I, I, I think it's like penetrated culture deep enough um that i yeah have like i've kind of developed a certain understanding of it just via as yeah. like cultural osmosis but I'm not like no, I'm not into into Lord of the Rings. I'm I'm like the same with like Breaking Bad or whatever. I can, like I understand the memes, you know. I know enough <laughs> to know what or like or like um, Game of Thrones. Like I know what the joke is when you know Daenerys is looking at a dragon and they're labelled like me and my laundry or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but. There are been some very good Lord of the Rings games. This is why Nate's upset that he's not here because he wanted to do all the voices. He wanted to talk about dwarfs. Oh, yeah. he, he was raring to go because he loves Lord of the Rings. He does a thing every year where he and his wife uh, eat everything. Yeah, yeah, in Lord yeah. Of the yeah, Rings. yeah he, told, he told me that last week. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so cool. he's a big Lord of the Rings fan. Well, but, uh, I think are, he, he's, are he's Lord- owed an apology. It turns out. Yeah, we should apologise to Nick. Um, are there any Lord of the Rings games that you have liked? Do you know I separate to them being Lord of the Ringsy? You know. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how it's perceived among actual Lord of the Rings fans. Um, I did enjoy. I did really enjoy Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I guess sort of Batman Arkham ish Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, the uh, combat's very yeah, dancey. Yeah, very dancey. Nice nice meaty orc fighting. Uh halfway decent, I guess, stealth. Uh yeah. Very good one. Yeah. I've not, I I I was gonna say have you played the sequel? Um, Shadow of War. I I've actually never played Shadow of War. Um I I think I was put off at the time by uh I guess there was a load of I guess strategy layer stuff i wasn't super interested in and yeah um especially the they had a load of, like micro transaction stuff in it i think at launch just by it, it did I, th- I think that's been removed so i should probably get i should probably go check it out but um yeah it's that doesn't that never it didn't really to me at least affect the game that much but i actually really liked the the added stuff they put in it although it had this weird thing where basically like you could give orcs ptsd like oh (laughs) um, uh like you could if you nearly beat someone 
because uh, you know it had the the enemy system like yeah. the I can't remember the, uh, the nemesis like, system. Nemesis system. So like if you got killed by an orc, that you know orc would suddenly get a promotion, and um, <laughs> which is no way to run a business. Like, that's not how. That's not how you should promote people in an army. It, but it would be like if you got accidentally killed by like some scrub, then suddenly the next time you saw him, he'd be like a general. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in the second game, you could sort of nearly kill someone or like really grievously wound them uh, or uh, or like, you know, flip them to your side. And there was a chance that they basically like their brain would break. Uh, and yeah, it was quite harrowing sometimes <laughs> oh wow uh but what is that yeah it, like, i guess what's what's the purpose of that is that to um it's just to like useless? i guess give or get well it gives them like different characterization like they they didn't they showed it happening in like a un un not unskippable but like you everyone gets this big general like troll guy who's kind of like a fun Australian and he um, betrays you and then you like uh, flip him back to your side but it really kind of fucks him up and then he just like spends the rest of the time uh, like muttering to himself Aww. and kind of being like no oh no I'm sorry like <laughs> and yeah it's, it's really kind of weird well, if it makes you if it makes um, you feel bad for the Uruk, then i suppose that's decent uh <laughs> i don't know yeah but that's the one that also has um uh kamal Najani in it um he's and it's really weird because he's like yeah he voices like an orc or a goblin or something and it really doesn't suit him. <laughs> like he doesn't change his voice at all so it's just like just like some nerd <laughs> in, in the battlefield um no, that's a great one. Did you play the Lego ones? Uh, mm, I think uh, I think I briefly played one um, in so for like a year and a half. I think um, I worked as a copywriter for a company that makes like Mac ports of games, and um, one of the, oh, yeah. one of them was for the Lego Lord of the Rings. So I think I played a bit of that for the purpose of writing like probably quite terrible uh, marketing copy for it. <laughs> I they're really good. I I would love a Lego game of something that isn't Star Wars, you know, like um or Marvel because they they do such good little things, little references in them. Like um uh there's like a special elf torch that <laughs> that you could get out that's like in the books and stuff but if you get it out in the game and you're not like fighting a spider or whatever it just becomes like a little disco and like all the, oh, like yeah. the characters <laughs> dance and it kind of plays like a remix of the Lord of the Rings music okay. it's fucking great what, what, what would be your ideal Lego parody game? oh see now you've asked asking me the tough question um, uh, Glengarry Glen Ross <laughs> <laughs> be really good you could switch to each of the different lines <laughs> you could and like alec baldwin's one would be an unlockable <laughs> no um oh what would be a good one um because they've done god what have they done they've done loads um oh what's like a big thing um do you know what they could do horror games? That would be good if they did like a like a oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street kind of whole thing. That would be great. Like a Nightmare on Elm Street one would actually, I think, work very well because Freddy's kind of he's kind of funny. You know, he's having fun with it. <laughs> you could do loads of stuff with Lego Freddy. Oh. There you go. I'm counter programming. Fuck the kids. They don't get any good games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's time to reclaim Lego games. Mm adults in the same I, in the you, same way that 80 pound lego sets are being made for uh, adults I'll, i mean there's there's synergy here because i am really close to getting the i'd have to save up a bit more but i'm really close to getting the lord of the rings lego set they've just brought out which is like <laughs> uh um the you know council of elrond and like all that little house and that but it costs like 500 quid <laughs> how how big is it <laughs> How, how much space would it it's, take up in your home? 
well that's the other thing i genuinely do not have fucking anywhere to put it but um it's so good it's got the the sword it's got like the whole council it's got the little bedroom upstairs and it's got bilbo writing his book and stuff i do like adult lego i really do um but i'm just it's just prohibitively expensive and there's an extra tax on it for like yeah, Marvel, Disney, Lord of the Rings stuff. So you can get like a tiny little diorama of like Luke in the swamp training with um, uh, the little guy. What's his name? Yoda. <laughs> the little fan. <laughs> and, and it costs like 80 quid. It's ridiculous. I sound like a parent. No. But, <laughs> no I, I've, I've been, I, so I'm not into Lego at all, but I've been thinking of getting the Lego tall neck from Horizon Zero Dawn. Because uh, that's it's so, I, James. I have it. It's so good. It's yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's in the little window next to my desk. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's um it's it's on it's on offer at the moment, and I I I've heard from my Lego liking friend that it's being or is going to be discontinued. So this might be my last chance oh. to get it ever. Honestly, um, get it. And also, I haven't got them, but there's a company that does like that does like the thing is um. They um make sort of custom light LED sets that they design to thread through specific Lego models, and you okay. can get one that will put the lights on the tall neck like it's supposed to have. Oh, um, I know. Oh, yeah, man. my brother sent me a link to it, so you can make it light up properly. Tempting, I like isn't it. it. I like it when things light up. Me, me too, <laughs> man. Why, why do you think I'm a hardware editor? <laughs> oh, okay. But I I wanted to mention, because I thought if Nate was here, we could mention, you know, what things are spiritually Lord of the Rings games. But there is another Lord of the Rings game coming out that I'm kind of excited about, you know, mm-hmm. quietly. Yeah. Um, that I, I think Nate would like it as well, but it's Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, which sort of sounds like a kind of, Minecraft crossed with, uh, you know, Deep Rock Galactic crossed with Lord of the Rings because oh, okay. you play like a bunch of dwarfs trying to to return to the mines of Moria, and you know make armor and weapons and mine stuff and and survive. Um, oh, so maybe all three awesome. of us can meet there and play and <laughs> build a little. Yeah, I've not. I've not, I don't think I've seen it. Um, it was I, announced, I, I think. I, lo- I love Jeff Deep Rock, so, last year. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I could be talked. Maybe I could be talked into. Uh, yeah. Trying this out. Do a little, little reunion. Maybe we could play with people on the Discord. Who knows? I'm going crazy. I'm throwing out ideas left and right. Um, but that's one I think could be good. But then we thought that that Gollum could be good. I suppose <laughs> everything, everything might be good. You know. Yeah. It, it's, uh, a, but, it's a comforting uh, reality to live in before actual reality kicks in, exactly, and it turns out to exactly. be wow, the Lord, of, the Lord of Ring Gollum, the Lord of Ring Gollum, as it's called in its own <laughs> apology tweet. God, you'd just be having a mare, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, I, I do feel for them. Um, but let's not talk about those games. Let's talk about games that we have been playing this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been, I've played, uh, I've played a wee bit of After Us, which is. Oh. Um, I don't, I don't actually, I don't want to like call ourselves out, but I don't think we've covered, we've really covered it on the site. Um, no, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's a three D action platformer, uh, where you play as the spirit of Gaia. Um, the Earth Goddess, uh, who in this game is a, a small, yeah. tiny blonde woman. Um, I know her well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, navigating through uh, basically Earth after humans destroyed it through, I guess, fossil fuel It's over-usage. normally that, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's very... The, the, the environmental angle is very strong. Um, yeah. Like, there's a... You, to, you have to like bypass um, these like big poil- big pools of sludge, which are basically you know petrol, um, by 
exploding out a little, a small patch of grass and trees, which then cleanses cleanses it away and allows you to pass. Um, and then you keep you keep coming across these little oil wells, which are being uh, worshipped by the uh, f- frozen in time bodies of wh- whatever, whichever humans are left. Uh, is is it's very it's very heavy handed. Although, as someone who would also like a functioning planet, um, it's kind of like heavy handedness I can live with. Um, Listen, I, that ship is sailed. You know, I think <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy that I'm going to die before it all goes to shit. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I like that sort of game as well. Like the just. You know the the area clearing clip like it just it just dings a little dopamine bell in my brain. You just yeah. you know that that kind of objective loop. I I do really like because for I am but a simple creature. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's um uh, pre- uh, pretty good platforming. Um, very nice. Um, I guess aesthetic. There's lots of like very visually interesting. Um, like st- striking imagery in the yeah. particular manner in which the Earth is destroyed, it's like quite otherworldly, in that you get loads of weird floating shenanigans going on, and just occasional random trains in the sky. <laughs> trains in the sky. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's pa- cool. packed with packed with uh, obese statues. You know. Oh. Lovely. Like the people in uh Wally. <laughs> I love Wally. I've not seen it. I'm sorry. You've... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> dear 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 Alice, sorry, I would like to sincerely apologize. <laughs> <laughs> my constructive feedback is that you're a better person if you watch Wally. Yeah. Now Wally is my go to do you know when people say like Oh, why are people complaining that like Mario isn't a good movie? It's for kids. Can't you just turn your brain off? No, <laughs> Wally happened within living memory. <laughs> we can demand that <laughs> things we consume are good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. After, after us, uh, yeah, pretty decent so far. I'm only like two hours in. Uh, I'm not very far in at all. Um, it's so it's, cute. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, the only, the only the only things I'm not sure about there's a, I guess a kind of like light combat component, um, because some some of the humans are still, um, shuffling around and they try to try to try to nab you, um, try to try to grab you, try to try to grab you of their disgusting oily, oily petroleum yeah. hands, um, and yeah, there's a very kind of like light, um, system where you throw a little, I don't know, purification orb at them. And if you do that enough times, they <laughs> disappear into fog and are redeemed, I think the word is. is oh, lovely. The um, you redeem them by fucking them up with an orb. Um, this is, that's just a bit fiddly. Um, I, I, I hope it's not like that much of a focus later on. And um, although... although we, I am kind of compelled to fight them because um, when you, so, some of them drop uh, memories, uh, which are basically just oh. like um, almost like postcards from before the world ended, and that's kind of interesting. Um, the yeah, law, little like law drops like that, like catnip to me. Yeah. Um, except, yeah. except it's a bit funny because um, in all the ones, I, all the ones I've seen so far are just like memories of this one same guy. <laughs> but they're dropped. But they're dropped by like all the different people I've redeemed. Oh, weird! So, okay, it's, kind yeah. of, so it's kind of like I don't know. Do they all? Were they all just like friends with this dude? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he was like MySpace top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's like when you get a flashback in a movie, but it's a flashback that one character has about a different character. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, have you been playing anything else? Uh, I've been playing it. I've played a again a tiny little bit of the System Shock remake. 
Oh, but, yeah, okay. But I'm I'm probably not the best person to talk about it because I, I never played, despite liking uh, Im Sims, I've never played the original System Shock. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm, go- yeah. I'm going I'm going to for the purpose of uh, uh, RPS content. Yes. Yeah. We should say actually, as you read this, uh, as you read this, you can, I hope you're not. As you listen to this, uh, we have a bunch of stuff on the rockpapershotgun.com website. So we've got the review of System Shock. We've got a big old uh, oral history uh, interviewing a bunch of the original devs. We've got another interview. Um, uh, with other, de- we've got a load load of system shot content, hashtag content, <laughs> including James's comparison. So fill your boots. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, head to the website. Mm. We probably don't talk about the website enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. That's the thing that exists. Missed, missed plugging opportunity. Uh, yeah, but exactly. yeah, um, J- Jeremy Peel has done just a fantastic review um, of, of yeah. the new system shock. So go 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 read that. Um, you can probably ignore what I say, but I do. I do think it's kind of cool what they've done because it's um, yeah, it is basically a one-to-one remake. Um, but they've kept, but they've kind of kept as like pseudo retro look for it because Ooh. although although it's like fully free, although it's like fully three D, a lot of the textures have this intentionally uh, like highly pixelized effect. So it still has a Ooh. it still has a bit. Of that kind of like early two thousands feel to it. Okay, I like that. I yeah. like that. It's very cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's. Uh, I I I don't know if the um because because it's not been other than that it's not been like massively modernized. I think now you can switch weapons um, without going into your inventory, which I think wasn't a thing in the original one. Um, and I think like. Imagine, yeah, very slight. I, I, I suppose with Imsim, I love Imsim. Is so fun to say. You're not supposed to sort. It's not supposed to be too easy. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Like, um, like yeah, that not like pretty much nothing is really signposted. You really have to like li- listen and pay attention to things like emails and um, audio logs to know what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed oh, to be I going. Know, people, people hate that. When they... People. <laughs> <laughs> It, but it's you know it's all it's authentic to the to the original experience. Yeah, which uh, listen, you know may, what? maybe isn't like exactly what I want, but I I, I respect it. I, yeah, you got to respect it, you know. Yeah. And if I was locked on a spaceship, I would you know just probably just die. <laughs> um, so that would be authentic to how. Oh yeah, if I if I was in if I was in one of those games, I wouldn't even be like. I'd be an NPC, but I wouldn't be a fairly notable one that gets like audio logs. I'd just be a corpse in a vent where you that, that, has, like, that has like some ammo dropped next to it, and you pick that up and just carry on. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd be like, maybe it'd be one of those like pathetic voice logs where it's like someone being like, I, I, I think I managed to get away, and then they get murdered. What's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> actually oh that, that makes me think of um system shock um spiritual success of prey uh yeah. which actually did i think that kind of kept that in a way kept track of every single um like npc in the game because they lit yeah. because everyone on the ship literally has trackers in them and you can look on the computer and see they like, do don't they yeah. yeah they're where either their dead bodies are like where where on the station, or if they're like shuffling around as a yeah. as a spooky prey monster, as a thing, yeah. That, that speaking so of cool. good PR, um, that was uh, a great bit of PR, and they sent um, post-it notes that said "not a mimic," so you could stick them <laughs> on things. Great, good. God, but God, they're very good at this PR stuff, Bethesda. Um, uh, I have been playing Diablo Fleur. Because by the time you listen to this, the embargo will be up. Oh. It's actually as we record this, uh, it will have been up this this afternoon. So I can now talk about Diablo 4. Although there are two embargoes, one which made me laugh. Because one of them is like, you know, full embargo. You could talk about story and plot and everything. And the one today is just like, you know, spoiler free. And I was like, what, what are you going to spoil about Diablo's story? <laughs> like, All those... <laughs> 
those hell chaps are up to no good again. Right? Like, <laughs> and, he, you know, I like Diablo, but nobody plays Diablo for the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, well how, how, how is it um, outside of the story? It is fine. It, it, you're like, yeah. I'm trying not to be too down on it because it's like a very, very polished, very well-made game. It's very frictionless. Uh, it is an always online game. Um, it's, uh, I, my review calls it the, the world's prettiest RSI machine because it looks very good. And then you just click. <laughs> That's one of the things I like, because I really love Diablo 2. And, and it's one of those things where I'm like, have I changed or have the games changed? And maybe both because mm. Diablo 4 is... By most measures, right, it's better than Diablo 2, but it just doesn't feel as, like, new, you know? Okay. It's not it's not doing anything yeah. interesting. It's not making any interesting choices. And, like, Diablo 3 tried something a bit different, by which I mean it had some colours in it. And people were fucking <laughs> incensed. There was, like, a petition being like, make it more grimdark. And <laughs> so now this one has back gone to back it. to looking like, like you're playing it through, like, the illegally tinted windows of like a fucking voxel <laughs> like, it's like, uh it's yeah it's very good like i um it's a if you haven't played diablo it's an action rpg game that has um the the story is notionally very epic and the cutscenes are very epic and it's you know big demons doing demon stuff and angels and demons and eternal battle and stuff uh, and then the gulf between that and the, the actual game is always massive because what you do in practice is you click on things until they fall over yeah and and then you get more loot and then you get gradually better loot until you can click with even more efficiency and that's the game uh, the character builds are again like I like Diablo three introduced like some fun ones like the monk the monk was a really fun one, uh, but now it's gone back to like barbarian mm. necromancer rogue. Uh, I played as a necro for the most part. It was very fun. You can have a little skelly, skelly army. Skellington is all oh, correct cool. and uh, yeah, uh, and I played with another games journal for quite a lot because um, it's also largely it's more fun as a co-op game uh and we just clicked on stuff i think at one point he just went he said like we played this for hours today right and we played it hours yesterday and i feel like we've nothing has changed like, we've done <laughs> because even though it's a very pretty oh, game no. you're just staring at like the same circle and you know i just wish and maybe this is just me but i wish games we're trying to do new things still ever and i know that there's risk involved in that they don't want to take but like mm. you know it's not a spoiler to say the bit the bad the main bad in this that you you know you start fighting is lilith who is like a big hot you know giant titty lady with horns because she's a demon and i was just like why i mean make her something else you know make it it would be more interesting if she was like a big ball of tentacles that people were horny for <laughs> you know <laughs> Because you can still put tits on the tentacle. Each sucker <laughs> on the tentacle could be a little boob, you know, <laughs> if you must. <laughs> At least that would be like a choice that I feel someone made for reasons, you know. Mm. <laughs> but like, as it is very competent, you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, you may become aware of your mortality as you play <laughs> it. But um, it's got good character builds. You can rebuild your character at any time, which is quite good, you know, because okay. if you're having trouble, you can... Yeah. Just completely respec, really instantly, in respec according to your playing with and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's fine. If you're one of those people that petitioned about Diablo 3's colours, then you'll love Diablo 4, you know. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I just, I feel like a hater because yeah, so. I'm always like, just do, <laughs> it's fine, it's just boring, just do something, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. because... I'm getting, I'm doing a rant here, but like in 2023, I feel like we should be asking games to be more than just polished because these, it's, I'm not saying it's easy making a game, but I'm saying it's easier now. Every year it's easier than it has been just in terms of like the tools that are available to make a game that runs well and looks decent. Yeah. Um, uh, and I would just wish that these big games were doing fucking anything else <laughs> do you know yeah the, 
Is it better anyway. than Diablo Immortal? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, I, I it's probably the the game company that wants to make the least risky decisions at the moment is Activlis, right? Both because they're trying to get bought in like one of the biggest consolidation buyouts of all fucking time, mm. uh, which is obviously, and we've posted about this a lot, but yeah, Xbox are trying to buy Activision Blizzard um, for uh, just in, an insane amount of money. And it, that's been kibosh for the moment by Europe. Um, but uh, so there's that. And then there's also the fact that like Activision Blizzard is just a nightmare of like crunch and bad working conditions and sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so many people are still boycotting Activision Blizzard. Um, so, uh, you know, fine, Diablo Four, have fun. Turns, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Turns out all of that is a recipe for a, a fine game. <laughs> It's fine. It's, it's not fine. doing anything interesting. <laughs> it's fine. Um, James, <laughs> you got a hardware section this week. <laughs> uh, well, fortunately, fortunately, yes. This will be. I this will be, I promise uh, to regular regular listeners. This will be the last time uh, for, the, <laughs> for, the, for the time being that I talk about the Asus Rog bloody ally. Um, it's basically it's, a friend of the show now. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a saga. It's a it's a, a running gag. It's a running not, character, not gag, yeah. but a rec- yeah, rec- recurring recurring character. Um, it's good. It's good. It turns out um, it runs well. It's built well. The display's really good. Um, although, as expected, it's nice to have Windows. Uh, compatibility or perhaps the the lack of the lack of non-compatibility uh that can still be a thing on the steam deck um but it is it is fiddly to actually navigate windows 11 with thumbsticks and a seven inch touchscreen and because it is windows it's (laughs) it it sometimes exhibits i i I called it i called it in the review um windows bullshit um it's a it's a kooky the kooky windows behavior um yeah on pc when things I don't know, like they randomly switch between Windows or full screen mode when you don't ask them to. Um, yeah. Or you click a shortcut yeah. and it doesn't do anything until you click it five more times. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think if you... I I don't I don't know if you get this, but I I would say about one out of every four times I open the Steam, it just doesn't open, but it's still running in the background, so I have to manually. Steam's like, really shut bad for the... that. Yeah. Yeah. And then open it again. Anyway. Yeah, and sometimes uh... and sometimes the library just doesn't show up. Um, yeah, but yeah, God, um, software is bullshit, isn't it? Anyway, it is. I, I think I think if you if you choose to engage in PC gaming, there's always going to be a degree of jank because that's uh, yeah. it's an inevitable consequence of there being no like standard hardware configuration for the software that's being yeah. made. Um, and to an extent, I almost almost kind of like some of that. I think there's a certain folksy of, charm there's a certain yeah folksy charm of having the computing equivalent of an old tv where you have to slap the side of it to make it work um <laughs> on but that's that's on desktop on a handheld you're playing it for possibly shorter bursts you know during moments grabbed between getting on and off the bus or something like that and personally my tolerance for dealing with jank is lower in that situation than when i'm just searching yeah. on my desk chair at home because you know, time is short. Like I'm, I'm literally on limited, limited by battery life here. Like just, just you know, let me, let me, let me get through it and just play the games. Um, but yeah, it's not the uh, the rug. Like, it's not broken either. Um, once you actually do get into playing something, it's all perfectly, uh, perfectly enjoyable. So I think this is. I think the rug ally is better if you purely care about the playing of games experience. Um. Especially with the screen, which is one thing that is way better than the decks. Whereas a Steam Deck is better if you want something that just that like doesn't maybe like run as fast, but it works yeah. you know, more yeah. easily and more reliably. Because there's a kind of like closer, um a, a less dysfunctional relationship between the hardware and the software. 
<laughs> That's fair. I'm just glad you got one, you know. <laughs> I was incensed. I was enraged on your behalf. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Furious. Oh. Um, lovely. Okay. I don't, you know, I've got a Steam Deck, though, do you know, so I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd get another thing, right? Like, yeah. How, how, um, long, how long have you had your deck now? Oh god, I don't know. Actually, a little while. Yeah, a little uh, while. The only problem I have with it is that for some reason my power washing sim save doesn't sync between my Steam Deck and my computer, and nothing I've tried. To oh really? It. Yeah, the cloud save just doesn't sync. Don't know oh, why. Sweet. Everything else fine. That's annoying. That's like that's like one just of the, the, game one of the cool things about it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and I've played like ninety five hours of it now, which is ridiculous. I saw that. I saw. I I think I could finally be tempted to play Power Simulator because of the. I, the Warhammer Forty yeah, yeah. K, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <tie> boy, <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. I want to like, I want yeah. like power wash a, a plague marine or something, and it turns out to just be a regular space marine who was a bit dirty. Who gives? Who, yeah. then, who, then, gives, who then gives you a thumbs up? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, unless you have any more hardware to talk about, it's just we can skip to the end. Yeah, I guess. You know. Well, that's good. Still, nearly been an hour. I think that was a decent, uh, decent slice of pudding. <laughs> yeah, because there is no Nate, there is no Cam. Uh, I was going to say Cam of Lies, Tower of Jocularity this week. But uh, at the end of the podcast, every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Uh, James, what are you going to recommend this week? Uh, so I'm going to recommend. Uh, I have a musical recommendation. I've actually been enjoying uh, for some time now. Uh, which is um, Architects, the oh. Brighton-based uh, metalcore band. Um, it's a live, sort of, not well, not really live album. Um, it's for those who wish to exist at Abbey Road. Um, that's basically like the Abbey Road. <laughs> that, that's, that's a version of their album, For Those Who Wish to Exist, which they okay. recorded at Abbey Road. The album is not called... For those who wish to exist at, at Abbey Road, except it is called. I was going to say that's very but, specific. But, uh, but yeah, it's um. So it's uh, it's basically almost like a re-recording of one of their albums, but um, with it, but but kind of like a live recording in the Abbey Road recording studio with yeah. the addition no, with you, yeah, crucially yeah. the addition of um a big like string trumpet horns like all orchestra section um oh fun i love it, that i love, I love and yeah it, it it reinforces it reinforces my belief that just like hard heavy rock music is objectively made better by the addition of things like strings and horns um because it just sounds like absolutely fucking in gigantic absolutely titanic sound um on songs that were already pretty good to begin with so uh oh, yeah lovely. that's my my hard rocking recommendation for this week. I also have a musical recommendation this week, as as luck would have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to recommend the band Dury D U R R Y. Um, it is a a couple of siblings from okay. somewhere in America. Um, and they've got that. I'm just going to find the name of the album. Actually, they've got an album out. Um. Uh, from I think last year called Suburban Legend or this year Suburban Legend um, and they're a kind of uh, I guess sort of indie rock but um, they just do some very cute songs there's one called Big Boy which is about what it's like being a tall guy <laughs> it's really good <laughs> it's really sweet um, they're really catchy uh, and they're really fun and they just have a nice kind of yeah cool vibe uh, and I've been really enjoying listening to them Oh, this week sounds lovely. Yeah, I I, I will look I will look up I will look up Big Boy. Is it called Big Boy? Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I, I can I can relate to that. On it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's good. Um, so I think that's about everything for this week on season two, episode eighteen. Thank you, James. You're welcome. 
of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok by searching for Rock Paper Shotgun. You can join us on the Discord, where there is a little room for talking specifically about the podcast, if you're just a podcast fan. But there are also loads of rooms for talking about hobbies and film and TV, and of course, video games, and people organise gaming nights where they play together. It's a lovely place. Really decent. Lovely yeah, Discord. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the Discorders. Um, and, uh, of course, you can email us questions, suggestions, and feedback at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. And the same goes for if you want to email about Indiescovery, our sister podcast, where some of the other lovely uh, members of the Rock Paper Shotgun Treehouse talk about their favourite indie games. Lovely. Um, but for all your PC gaming needs just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com and for now it's goodbye from me Alice Bell and it's goodbye from you James Archer goodbye bye everyone bye bye